You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and Privates, today we are picking ourselves off the floor and putting ourselves back together, goddammit, because we are officially in breakup season. That's right, according to a Psychology Today article, the biggest love purge of the year falls about two weeks before the winter holidays. So it is not so happy holidays for the lovelorn, unfortunately. But even though breakups suck, they can be one of the best catalysts for self-improvement and living your best life. I know this from personal experience a few times over. (laughs) So if you just got dumped or you're trying to end a relationship and struggling with that, this episode is for you because we have got breakup bestie Kendra Allen in the house to help us make the most of this difficult time. Hi, my name is Kendra Allen and I am your breakup bestie helping you see your heartbreak as a blessing. It all started when I was 18. I got into a relationship with a guy that was 12 years older than me turned out to be like total nar. I mean, I didn't even know the word for narcissist. Was a total narcissist. <laughs> um, had no idea what gaslighting was, but like it was just a really toxic relationship that I was in for like three years. And luckily that relationship ended, but I, I never processed it. And I think because of all the like trauma from that relationship, I basically got into this habit of getting into relationships with people that were emotionally unavailable, didn't want to commit. I was like the girl that I was like, I'll get them to commit, you know, kind of a thing. I love a good project. Love (laughs) a good conquering story here. (laughs) And, you know, simultaneously, I got sober when I was 21, um, had a horrendous problem with drinking. And so I, I got sober and I remember thinking like, okay, now that I'm sober, I got the relationships. Like, I know how to pick people now. Totally, totally not the case. But... So what what ended up happening is I got healthier. My relationships that I attracted started getting healthier. And I went through a breakup um, in 2015 that was like devastating. And it was my first sober breakup where I like... Uh, could feel it all. I could feel it all. And like, you know, I had gotten sober, but that didn't mean like I had other... It was like the first breakup where I was like, I can't like sleep my way out of this. I can't like date other people. I just realized I'm like, nothing feels good anymore. (laughs) Like I have to do this the right way now, you know? Uh And it really like was a contrast to when I got sober, there was like support groups, therapists, books. There was like so many resources and so much support. And then going through a breakup, you're kind of just like, I hope my friends have some good advice. But there was just like nothing out there that was like step by step how to get through a breakup. And I went through this process where I like got into EMDR therapy. I just like really dove into myself. And then I I ended up becoming like the friend that people went to when they were going through breakups. You should talk to Kendra. You know, she went through it and, and got through the other side. So I started just writing like blog posts and I was like, 
there's nothing out there. Anything online was like how to get your ex back. How totally. To, how to make your ex like never wish they, you know, it was just like all so clickbaity. And there was nothing really that was like how to invest in yourself to get over a breakup like just really practical advice. So I started the Instagram account in 2017 and I was like, I'll just see how this goes. And it was received really well. And I've learned so much about people going through breakups, running this account for so long because I get so many DMs. And and so it's just morphed into courses and a podcast and and all of that. But I, I launched this, I launched my blog the month before I got married. So it's very interesting. Like I'm so far from removed from breakups on one hand, but on the other hand, I literally talk to people all day going through breakups. So it's that's kind of been the the short version of the journey. That's so interesting. You know what? Yes. You I was going through these breakups like probably 2010, 2014-ish, and then, you know, slightly after, but there wasn't anything except how to get your ex back, which I did want to get my ex back. So totally. I did look at I did look at those things. Same. But there was nothing that made me feel everything that I read online was embarrassing that I was reading it. You know what I mean? I yeah. had a voice in my head that was like, what are you doing? And it's awesome that you made this resource that really wasn't out there. Thank you. Yeah, it's and it really like I think COVID was really like the year where people were going through breakups, but like they didn't have their friends to go to. They didn't have like eat, pray, love trips to go on. Right. Like, they weren't going out. And so I think COVID was really like the time that people really gravitated towards my page and, and my content. Oh, that's interesting. OK, so let's just start kind of at the beginning, like someone hypothetical person just got dumped out of the blue, blindsided. <laughs> What's your first advice for how to proceed? The first thing that I always tell people is like, drop the idea that you're going to go through this by yourself. I don't care if every single person in your life is married. I don't care if like your best friend is getting married like in a matter of months. Like tell your friends, I need you right now. I remember when I went through the breakup in 2015, my friends are like, okay, Kendra's going to come over to my house tonight. Like, let people just like yeah. hold you up, like drop your ego. This is not the time to say like, I'm fine. And as another caveat, like, I don't care if your friends told you they did not like your ex. I don't care if your friends said like, whatever mistakes, quote unquote mistakes you think you made, you still have to go to your friends. Your friends love you. They're going to hold you up. Even if your friends are married, they remember what it's like going through a breakup. So like I say, like I tell people, like rally the troops, send a group text, call a friend, have people come over, like accept any offers that people have to come over to their house to let them make you dinner, whatever that looks like. So I think that's like the biggest first thing that I tell people and I know you want to be alone. I know you, you want to like you want to isolate. <laughs> you want to just like cry in peace, which there should be times for that too. But the worst thing you can do is like not really tell people like how bad you're feeling and how bad your situation is. Totally. So what if you're tempted to do some self-destructive things, whether that be contact your ex or yeah. like how would you approach a the relationship with this person who has just dumped you and trying to avoid the obsession and the anxiety and like all these things that 
kind of come along with being blindsided. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm like a big fan of the no contact rule if you if you have the opportunity to do it as if you don't share children, if you're like not at the same job. I've learned running this page so many people date people that they work with. I I had no idea. <laughs> it's so common. <laughs> so, I'm a big fan of the no contact and honestly like a lot of the stuff that I talk about comes from my experience like getting sober. Like for me when I quit alcohol, like I can't have like a sip of alcohol like on Friday nights. Like that's just like not how it works for me. I have to cut it out of my life completely. Mm -hmm. Like I had to detox it from my life. I had to learn how to live without it. And I think it's the same thing. Like, you know, I interviewed Guy Winch and he talks about how your body physiologically actually goes through like a very similar chemical process of quitting drugs when you're going through a breakup. So like keep that in mind have a lot of grace with yourself. You're going to have some wild thoughts. <laughs> like you're going to like <laughs> you're going to want to drive by their house, call them 27 times. Oh my god, um, yes. <laughs> but like whatever you can do to not do that kind of stuff. And like this is also where like the friends come in. Like if you have like a wild thought, be like I text your friend, I just like had this temptation to like want to drive by their house. And Sometimes just getting it out, you're like, woo, that was wild. And then you don't do it. So like don't have shame around it, but like do what you can to share that with people and not keep those kind of secrets because that's going to make you feel very like ashamed and guilt. And that's like the last thing you want to be feeling because you're already not feeling good. And then healthy distractions, I think, are really important. I think sometimes people have this thing where they they want to like dive right into the the pain and the resentment and like it's too big at the beginning. Like, it's too heavy. Like, right. do whatever you can to, like, keep your head above water. I remember, like, I couldn't even listen to the radio. I would just listen to, like, stand-up comedy tracks on Spotify because that was, like, the only thing I could handle. I remember watching, like, Pixar movies. Mm -hmm. Seriously, like, whatever content you can consume to make you feel okay in that moment, that's okay. So I think a lot of it's, like, having a lot of grace with yourself and, like, doing what you can to not reach out to your ex because ultimately that will make you feel worse. Totally. And yeah, those self-soothing things like watching, yeah. marathoning the office, whatever. Exactly. Mine was like Parks and Rec. Like yes. some lighthearted. I did both. Yeah. <laughs> some like lighthearted things. I think too, like I tell people, you're already going to be thinking about your ex so much. Whatever triggers you can like cut out, do that. Like don't force yourself to listen to like your song or your music, like take down those photos, go around your house, put everything in a shoebox and like give it to a friend. Just mm -hmm. like get it out of your space. You don't have to burn it. We don't have to like do that, but you can if you want. But like <laughs> just get it out of your space. Yeah, that's really good advice. Hey, privates. Boo, boo, privates with penises. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self-pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure, and it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. 
what? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with the universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are. Anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just want to say, if you have any shame around sex toys, please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, wait for the right girl when she comes, and in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time. So you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10 and it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off. Okay, so if you're the dumper, how can you be a kind dumper? Even if you're like, listen, this relationship's over. No, really good question. So whenever someone comes to me and is like, I'm going to break up with my partner, I tell them the first thing you have to do is no matter how much you want to, do not leave like a grain of hope with them. Yes. Don't say who knows what will happen someday. Don't say like I need time right now. Just be blunt as much as you can. This relationship is not working for me. And that's it. And here's another thing. It's really hard to dump someone. I think a lot of people think that the dumper is this like cold hearted person who doesn't love you anymore. Like a lot of the time it's very difficult. So you see the person you love crying. You're breaking their heart. So you want to kind of throw them a bone, but don't. That's like the most respectful thing. And then leave them alone. (laughs) <laughs> That's like that. I know it's like sounds so cold, but like leave them alone. Anything you send them is going to be interpreted as a very mixed message. You have to give them the space to like learn how to live without you. You're going to feel guilty no matter what. You're going to feel mm-hmm. guilty. You cannot have them take away your guilty conscience. You just have to remember like you did the right thing because ultimately you're giving them the opportunity to find the right person for them and you're doing that for you too. But like I tell people like leave them alone. Yeah. Even if you ultimately want to be friends or I I mean whatever that's like way down the line. It's like you kind of have to reestablish that as like a totally new relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It it works for some people to become friends with their exes but like it it's exactly what you said. It has to be established as like a new relationship and there can't be – neither person can want to get back together if you want to be friends. Yeah. What is the difference between the genders? And I've read some stats about how like it takes guys longer and women tend to have more support. But what do you find as the differences or not between genders? 
Yeah, it's so interesting because if you would have asked me this, like when I first started, I would have said there was a lot of differences. But now that I've and it's interesting, my page, I, I started it for women like my bio used to say, like, I help women overcome heartbreak. And I started getting all these messages from men like, hello, like what we're really me? struggling here, <laughs> yeah. too. And there's not a lot of stuff out there for us. So I really like kind of changed my tune. And I actually put up a question box. I was like, men, what do you wish we knew about your experience going through heartbreak? And it was so interesting, like. I've learned people experience breakups very differently. It's really like society's kind of culture that makes them different because men don't feel comfortable like going and crying to their friends. They don't feel comfortable asking people for help. They believe that they should move on fast. It's kind of like the stereotypes became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They don't feel as comfortable. They don't feel like they have as many resources as women do, but they they really do struggle. And it's so funny. On one given day, I could get two messages, one that says, why do men move on so fast? And then another one that says, why do women move on so fast? And I'm like, (laughs) you guys, it's the same thing. (laughs) We're going through the same thing here. Okay, so there's a lot of talk about closure, trying to find closure. And is that even possible? How should you approach trying to find closure? Like, is that something you get from your partner or is that something you get from yourself? Short answer, you get it from yourself for sure. I think there's this like illusion that if you get the exact reason why the relationship ended, you'll feel better about it, but you're still dealing with the same result, which is you lost the person that you love and you lost the relationship that was a significant part of your life. And I think a lot of people, when they say like, I want to reach out to my ex because I want to get closure, what I want to tell them is you just want to talk to your ex and argue about the breakup. Right. You just want to plead your case. You just yeah. want to plead your case. Then you want to know why they ended the relationship so you can better plead your case, you know? So I think I think a lot of people won't let go of their ex because they don't have quote unquote closure. But I mean, closure is the relationship ended. The relationship's no longer working. And I think people could argue the case of, well, I want to like learn for the next one. You'll learn like as time goes on, you'll be able to see if like you want to change some of your behaviors like that'll you'll learn that with time. You don't you honestly you do not want to hear that from your ex. I promise you, you don't want notes. (laughs) It's just going to make you feel awful. Um, So I think, yeah, closure is the relationship's over. That's really the only closure that you need. And as you work through the breakup and as you start like healing yourself, you'll be able to have that realization of like, okay, now I can see why this relationship didn't work out. And that's like the ultimate closure. But you're not going to get it from your ex. It's not going to be like some pretty wrapped present that your ex hands you and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel better now. Yeah, totally. So how long does it typically take for people to heal and move on? And what's way too long? (laughs) (laughs) So I know this is like, I I always wish I could give an answer. I never give timelines just because it's- Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Like a two month like whirlwind relationship can like leave someone paralyzed for like a long time. And then sometimes people are coming out of a 20-year marriage that they kind of knew was over for a long time and they feel better within a couple months. So it's you can't really base it on how long the relationship was. And breakups can also trigger 
past trauma. It can trigger like abandonment wounds from your parents. Like so much stuff can be layered under going through a breakup that that will take longer to heal because you got to go pretty deep to like heal the underlying stuff. So I'd say I think really it's like a matter of progress. If you're still like debilitatingly heartbroken after a year and you still like are crying every day, I think we got to like we got to look what's going on here. Yeah. There also has to be like a willingness to let go of your ex. I I find like a lot of people just don't want to. They want to just like wait around and they want to they like think that ultimately they're going to end up getting back together. So there has to be a willingness to let go. And if you're not making progress, I tell people like you got to try something different. If you're friends with your ex and every time you leave from seeing them, you're sobbing. Okay, probably shouldn't be friends with your ex. Um, (laughs) If you're like still on social media and like every time you post something, you're thinking about how your ex is going to respond to it and you're having a tough time, you should probably take them off your follower list. I think it's really just a matter of like keep kind of tweaking what you're trying until you start feeling better. Yes. Okay. Social media. That's such a big thing now because it's like you used to be able to just not have that person in your life, you know, unless you worked with them. But now we're like this web online and even you see stuff through their friends. So how do you deal with the social media part? So, I mean, I believe, again, you're thinking about your ex so much. So, like, try to make social media of a place that works for you, kind of like a a good escape for you. I'm a big fan of, like, the mute button. You can mute your ex's friends if you don't want to go through that whole thing of unfollowing them. I don't know where this started, but sometimes I think there's this belief that it's the mature thing to, like, stay friends with your ex and it's the mature thing to, like, not block them on social media or still look at their things and be cordial. Like, I don't know where that came from, but it's (laughs) so not helpful to people. I think it's far more mature to take care of yourself and set boundaries. So I'm a big fan of like removing your ex from social media and even blocking them, not because you hate them, but because you know it's going to be too hard for you not to keep looking. I think that's like the biggest thing because if your ex's profile is public, you know, it's like you can unfollow them, but you can still look every three hours. Um, So I'd say like if something is bothering you on social media that when you go to look, mute that person. And that can also be like your friend that just got engaged. And so now you're going to be seeing like all their sappy content. Mute them for like 30 days. That's okay. I'm very heavy handed with the mute button suggestions because because it's trickery. It's how it's it makes triggering. you feel. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So and I believe if your ex is following that people will be like, well, they look at my stories and and, and I think they do it like they still want to see me. But the right. problem is it's only hurting you because, again, every time you go to post, you're thinking like, oh, I wonder what they're going to think about this. And you're just giving them more power and more energy. So remove them as a follower. Yeah. You can always refollow each other later. Exactly. Exactly. So you got back with your ex, right? You Mm -hmm. did the dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you do the impossible? (laughs) I know. It's so funny. I like I have my whole podcast episode about it because I'm very 
careful because it's it's like the exception to the rule for sure. But I think there's like a couple really important things to note. We broke up in 2015. At the beginning of 2015, we did not text, see each other, talk on the phone, follow each other on social media. Like we did like a true no contact and we did not see each other until the end of 2016 again. So what's the math on that? Like a year and a half? A year and a half. Yeah. So I fully went through the breakup. I was dating someone else very seriously and we happened to see each other and and two like he broke up with me because he knew I wanted to get married and he didn't think he ever wanted to get married so it was like it was one of those things where I was sad but I couldn't really be mad at him because I'm like you're just telling me the truth about yourself Uh uh-huh so we saw each other at a wedding a year and a half later three weeks later he reached out and asked if I wanted to get coffee. Um, We both know each other from 12 Steps, so I thought he was going to make amends to me. That's like a thing in Uh in AA. So I got together with him for coffee, and basically he told me about his whole healing journey that he had been on for the last year and a half, the therapy that he was in, how he spent time single, how he went through the blocks of why he didn't want to get married. And then he said like when he saw me at the wedding – He had realized before that he wanted to get married and have kids. And then we saw me at the wedding. He said he realized he was supposed to be with me. Um, He waited three weeks to make sure it wasn't just like an impulsive decision. Uh So we both went through it like in a very healthy way where nothing was done impulsively. I left our coffee meeting saying, I don't know if you're going to hear from me. I waited. I didn't just like jump into his arms. I like talked to all my friends. I talked to my parents. I talked to my therapist. I really took the time to make sure this was something that made sense. And in my gut, it did make sense. And we ended up getting back together and and it worked out really well. And I had stipulations when we got back together. And yeah, it ended up it ended up working out, but it only worked out because I never thought it would work out. It only worked out because I thought I would never see him again. And I was completely happy with that. And I know that if he hadn't come back into my life, like I still would have been very happy in another relationship. I tell people like I thought he was going to tell you know i i thought so many things that he was going to tell me that day at coffee before he said that he wanted to get back together is it like a different relationship now completely different relationship yeah i could tell there was like a wall down immediately and what's really interesting is like the growth that i did during the breakup i feel like i was very different and he had you know i used to be like total people pleaser chameleon whatever you want I'm good with. I just Uh want to be in a relationship. And I got into a place where I'm like, I'm happy single. So if you don't like this, I'll go back to being single. I'm fine with that. So there was like a lot of kind of re-getting to know each other in that way. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. So I guess like a good place to end is, I mean, breakups can be a tremendous opportunity. I feel like I kind of got to rewrite the script, you know, after going through them about like who I was. And I wish I would have embraced that a little bit more fully at the beginning of the process. But do you have any advice for how to make the most of it, how to undo negative patterns, how to change, I mean, yourself and who you attract? Yeah. I mean, John Kim, the on Instagram, he's like the angry therapist. He has this great quote that says, like, we get so few opportunities in our lives to like shake up our etch-a-sketch. And I like oh. love that quote so much. And I'm the same. Like, I try to tell people that I wish I had embraced my single time more. 
because it is such a beautiful time. And like, you know, looking back on like, hey, you want to go on a girl's trip like next weekend? Yeah, let's go. It's like there's so much like freedom and um, space for you when you're single. But I would say like there's a reason when people are going through breakups, they change the color of their hair. They change jobs. They move like you have this like I call them like breakup guts. Like you have this like kind of superpower when you're going through a breakup because you kind of just want to say like fuck it like I'm I just want to feel better so how are you going to use that you have this kind of secret power when you're going through it so I tell people to use that um don't jump right into like what kind of person can I attract like really try to use this space for you what do you like to do try things that you haven't tried before like my example is like a way back ex said that he didn't like girls who did CrossFit because they got too like muscular. And I went through the breakup and like immediately joined into CrossFit. So like (laughs) anything like that that you can do that like feels empowering, do that kind of stuff. And once you do get to the place of like, who do I want to attract into my life? Like the best example I got is like, you attract what you promote. So make a list of all the things you want in a partner and you get to work on that list. If you want a partner who like likes going to concerts, when's the last time you went to a concert? Like if you want a partner who travels with you, have you booked any travel for yourself recently? Like you have to realize like you're a mirror for the kind of person that you attract. So that's the kind of work to do. We can't just like write a list and then just hope they get sent to us one day. Like you really have to put in the work for the kind of person that you want to bring into your life. That's really good advice. Okay, well, this has been awesome. How can people find Breakup Bestie online and connect with you? Yeah, so the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at your Breakup Bestie. Um, and then my website is breakupbestie.com. You can find all my courses, my workbook. Um, my podcast is Heal Your Heartbreak. It comes out every Tuesday. And yeah, there's tons of content for you to go through. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Kendra. And if you are going through a breakup, I am sending you all my love. But I promise you, you can not only get through this, but you are going to be stronger and wiser on the other side. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. Stay tuned right here because I have got another sexy episode coming your way next week. For the latest episodes, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. To stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. Twitter. And I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans always and forever. So if you are interested in a Playboy style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account. You just go to OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. That is OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. It is a very horny way to help support the show. So if you are interested, join me at OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter. It is privateparts.unknown.substack.com. There is a link in the episode description. And subscribe to the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel for the video version of a bunch of episodes from our back catalog. Um, Of course, our first love is audio, right? But it is fun to watch the video version. So head on over to youtube.com slash privateparts.unknown and give us a subscribe. It really helps us out in the algorithm. It's youtube.com slash private parts unknown. 
And check out my other podcasts for more of my audio creations. I have The Bleeders about book writing and publishing and Podcast Bestie, which is a best friend to podcasters trying to grow and monetize their shows. And shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That's Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my beloved audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. We have some rating and review goals. We are trying to get to 300 ratings on Apple Podcasts, and we are currently at 277. And not only could we use some ratings, but we could use a new review. So that is one way to help out over on Apple Podcasts. And we're trying to get to 140 ratings on Spotify, and we're currently at 132. So if you are listening on Spotify, you can just go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, click the star button, and then click all five stars. And you can rate and review the podcast no matter where you are listening by going to ratethispodcast.com slash private and leaving a five-star rating and review. It would make me feel so amazing. So just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. And wait, there's one more way you can support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on Fountain or another V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostagram. I love to get boostagrams because you can send a comment along with your boost and it comes with money. And I love that. Those are my favorite messages to get. And thank you so much for sticking with me until the end. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates.